Hi there. My name is Tyler Bopp, and I live in Whopperton, Michigan. It's a little town on the northern coast of the Upper Peninsula, and it is the greatest place in the world. My dad owns a candle shop near the center of town, and lately business hasn't been great. He blames the lack of tourism, which I find ridiculous because Whopperton is the greatest place in the world. I figure that the reason nobody else recognizes this is because the word hasn't gotten out on Whopperton. And therefore, I've created a podcast, the most popular form of entertainment, to show all that Whopperton has to offer. So please sit back and relax as I take you around my town. Welcome to the first episode of My Town. I'm new to the podcasting game, so I may not have the best production or editing skills, but I was awarded a certificate for having the most hard in my kindergarten class, so hopefully that will make up for it. Before we dive in, I read online that a good host should assert their personality at the top of their show to create a good vibe. So let me take an assertive moment to tell you a little more about myself. My name is Tyler Bopp, I'm 14 years old, and I spent my entire life in Whopperton, Michigan. I was born on November 21st, 2004 at the Silver River Hospital, and since then, I haven't traveled more than two miles from the edge of my town. Believe me, I've tried, but every time I reach the mile and three quarters mark, I get homesick and turn around. I rarely try and walk past the border though, because Whopperton truly is a paradise. It's a moderately sized copper town in the heart of Keweenaw County, located right alongside the sea. <laughs> I'm only joking, of course. Lake Superior isn't the sea. But considering that it is the biggest body of fresh water in the world, some would consider it better than the ocean. Besides the few copper mines in the surrounding cliffs, our biggest industry is City Central, a boomtown of small shops offering a variety of goods to any passerby. One such shop is Bob's Candle Shop, a spicy mustard-painted storefront with brown-colored shingles. This shop is my dad's pride and joy and has been in business for three long years. He has put everything into the store, including both his first and last name to the store's title. When my grandmother gave birth to my dad, a nurse asked her what she would like to name her baby, but she was still loopy from the drugs and thought they'd asked her what her last name was, so she responded, Bop. Thus is the story of why my dad's name is Bop Bop. It was an honest mistake, but it turned out to be a blessing because now I can call him Pop Pop Bop Bop, but only on occasion because even though he laughs, I know he doesn't like it. I know that that store is the best one in the center, but much like our beloved town, people pass it by. Recently, our family has hit a financial struggle due to the store's unpopularity. My parents didn't want me to know this, but I found out and now I'm on a mission to save the store. By the end of this podcast, you the humble listener will be so moved by the sheer wonder of Whopperton, you will stand up, pack your things, and take a plane to Houghton County Memorial Airport, then rent a car to take to the nearest train station, and then ride a train to the outskirts of Whopperton and it is the only way to get here. It is my guarantee that I'll have a sand-scented candle in your hand by the end of this podcast, so get your wallets, checkbooks, and PayPal accounts ready, and strap in. The first aspect of Whopperton that I'd like to explore is its rich history. It was founded in the early 1840s along with the many other mining towns in the surrounding area. What makes Whopperton stand out is that while those towns were all abandoned after their copper went away, Whopperton's copper industry has been on a steady decline. All the more reason to make candles our number one export. When it comes to our town history, there is no better place to learn about it than the Whopperton Historical Museum, an elegant one-room exhibit on the many historical and political factors that painfully forced the birth of our town. The museum is run by Ted Montgomery, a retired miner who is the only person who knows as much as I do about our incredible town. I can think of no better person to interview on the rich veins of history that have rooted themselves in Whopperton. Hi, Mr. Montgomery. 
What are you up to? Hi, Tyler. Just trying to fix this old ham radio. Keeps turning on and picking up strange signals. Is my recorder interfering with it? Recorder? You know I don't like being recorded, Tyler. Uh, Don't worry. I'm not after your shipwreck gold. Quick listener's note, uh, Ted Montgomery has three bars of shipwreck gold. I told you to stop bringing up my gold. I I don't have any gold here. That's fine. I'm not after what's in your basement safe. I'm recording a podcast about our town to try and get more people to come and visit. I couldn't think of a better place to start than the grand tour of the History Museum. I gave you the tour yesterday. I want it again. I'm pretty busy with this radio, Tyler. You don't care about the radio. I promise that I won't even mention the shipwreck gold in your basement safe next to your copy of Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth. Stop talking about my basement. That's a very good book, by the way. You've impeccable taste. Fine. I'll do the tour, but no more mentioning anything about my basement. And if this is going into your podcast, I want you to cut everything about any type of gold, whether it exists or not. I will. One more quick listener's note. Uh, I'm still getting used to the editing software I'm using, so unfortunately I don't know how to shorten audio files without deleting them and re-recording. So just skip over the last 30 seconds when you listen. All right, follow me. Our town's history started in 1840 when word about copper deposits in the north started to spread. The rumors eventually reached the ears of a small family living out in East Delaware. This, of course, was the famous Penn family, particularly the twin brothers of the family, Theodore and Ted. In case you couldn't guess, my parents did in fact name me after Ted, which shows I was always destined for a love of our town's history. Anyway, Ted and Theodore ventured their way up to Michigan in the spring of 1840 in search of riches and fortune. Did they make it here? Yes. Why would I be telling you this story if they didn't make it here? I'm just stepping in as if I were the audience. I know the Penn brothers made it, but my listeners may not. Okay. Every good host has to act as a substitute for their audience. No, I get it. It's just... Anyway, the brothers hiked through the woods and became lost when their compasses malfunctioned and led them to here, Whopperton, Michigan. They set up camp and planned to get to work the next morning, but Theodore had one fatal flaw. Jealousy. Shortly after setting up camp, Ted found small silver deposits in the river and showed Theodore, who instantly decided that he had to poison his brother. He had brought with him a small pouch of plant-based toxin that he had been spending years building up a tolerance to. That night, he slipped the poison into their wine supply and made a toast to his brother for a prosperous future. What Theodore didn't know was that Ted also had a fatal flaw. Greed. The moment he found the silver deposits, he instantly decided that he had to poison his brother. He had also brought a small pouch of the same plant-based toxin that he had also been spending the better part of a year building up a tolerance to. He too poisoned the wine supply, increasing the dosage within the wine to double what each brother could handle. They made their toast and when taking a drink noticed the strong taste of poison and realized what had happened. They instantly attacked each other and what started out as a brutally vicious fight ended with both brothers asphyxiating and dying on top of each other. This is my favorite story because I've always wanted a brother. Anyway, their bodies were found grasping onto each other's necks by our town hero, John Marcane, the great pioneer. He led a group of ten men through the wilderness to find a place to settle and make a mining community to tap into the Earth's greatest natural resource, copper. When they stumbled upon the campsite, they found the two men on top of each other dead and took it as a good omen to set up shop. Here we have a picture taken by the group's photographer, Henry Thurgis, of our great hero John giving his first-in-command Nathan Drewberry a friendly kiss on the lips. They had just found the clearing and John was so excited he thought he would share his joy with a platonic show of affection. No, it's because he was gay. All the founders were gay. 
What? John Marcane wasn't gay. It was a friendly show of affection. He found a settlement with only ten men. No one could have kids. There's nothing wrong with being gay, I just want the listeners to hear the historical facts. John Marcane was not gay. You know he was gay. What about his journal? He wrote about all the romantic flings he had with his fellow men. How do you know about that journal? I, I keep it locked away. So you've read it. Y you know what? L let's move on. Here we have a portrait of my great-grandfather and founder of the Whopperton Mines, Quinn Montgomery, next to his second-in-command, Sawyer Pierce. Using part of a small fortune Sawyer had received in the form of a family heirloom, they found a mine right underneath Whopperton in 1843, where there was a large copper vein that has supported Whopperton for over a century. And then they illegally blackmailed surrounding mining companies into selling their businesses. Okay, that's enough. After politely asking me to leave, I thanked Mr. Montgomery for the tour and then showed myself out. It was probably for the best, most of the tour from then on out is just about how much he hates the Pierces. Besides, Whopperton has much more history to offer than just its history. Take the people, for example. Every resident is filled to the brim with stories to tell about their exciting time here. And there is no resident with more stories to tell than Captain Burt, the fisherman and friendly sea dock. He spends most of his days down by the docks watching people passing through city center, and all the kids at school are afraid of him and say that he is a weirdo, but I know he has nothing to hide. He's the most honest man in town and has seen just about everything. So I can think of no better person to talk about Whopperton than him. Hello, Captain Burt. Ahoy, Tyler! Did you bring me one of my favorite candles? We're all out of old book smell, but I brought you something else. It's an old camera my mom gave me. I figured if you were watching everyone all day, you might as well practice some photography. Well, this is great, Tyler, but I know when I'm being buttered up. If you're looking for someone to buy you alcohol, you should know that I'm banned from the 7-Eleven. Don't worry, I know alcohol rots the brain. I was just hoping that you'd let me record an interview. I suppose that would do. What do you want to talk about? I'm doing a podcast about our town, and the first episode is on history. You're very old, so I thought you might have some good stories. Well, Tyler... You don't sugarcoat things, do ya? I guess I could tell you a few yarns if you really want me to. I said that I did. Well, okay then. As you know, I like to stand in this spot for hours at a time every afternoon. Day after day, I wake up at five, take my schooner out in the bay, fish until eleven, and then eat a salmon fish sandwich for lunch. I spend a whole hour making that sandwich, and let me tell you, it pays off. I take the meat off my freshly caught fish and grind it up into a bowl. Then I'll mix it with some mayo and tartar sauce, along with some freshly baked almonds that I buy from Nancy's store. Once that's done, I spread it onto some rye toast, add just a little bit of tartar on top, as well as a thinly sliced piece of lettuce. This has nothing to do with the history of our town. I'm getting to that, Tyler. Hold on. With the sandwich fully assembled, I cut it diagonally and place a pickle in between the cut. He keeps talking about his lunch for a while, and as delicious as it sounds, it has nothing to do with the rich history of our town. Unfortunately, I still don't know how to cut audio files, so the best I can do is make his ramblings very quiet as I play the ads. Okay, here we go. Do you like smells? How about lighting that isn't extremely bright, but rather atmospheric? If you said yes to both these things, then you are a great candidate for a consumer of the goods offered at Bob's Candle Shop, Whopperton's handcrafted scented candles. Why not come down and pick up a sunscreen candle to make your house smell like a well-populated beach? Or perhaps you are more woodland-centered and would like a running stream candle. Yes, it smells different than the stagnant stream candle. All of these great candles and more at Bob's Candle Shop, located at 582 Oak Street in the city center. Okay, I think he's done. After that... 
It's about 12.30, and I spend the next few hours standing here, watching the city center and contemplating things. Like, at night time, are we looking up or down at the stars? I always enjoy it, but I know that there are a lot of people in this town who aren't happy with me being around. They'll say things like, Get a job, you lazy bum! Or, Stop looking at my family, you're making my son upset! Or, You're gonna die alone, you old bag of nickels! Yes, I know that people don't like the way that I live my life, but let me tell you, I don't care, because watching this street has entertained me every day of my life for years. It never fails to tell me a story. Look, just look at it. There's Miss Nancy throwing away her botch of rhubarb, peanut, and beet tarts. I've seen her throw away exactly 11 every single day at 3 o'clock. What does that tell me? It tells me that that is her favorite thing to bake in all of her store. But nobody buys it. Day after day, she makes them and puts them on display. But she always ends up throwing them away at 3 o'clock when they get stale. Imagine the money she must lose on that product, buying the ingredients day in and day out with no profit. She's not making them for us, lad. She's making them for herself. Notice how the amount she throws out is always one short of a dozen. That means she eats one herself. Proof of her love for the dish. I'll bet you everything I have that if you walked into that store, she would suggest them without you even asking. And then there's Bill with his coffee shop, coming out to take a smoke break with a smile on his face. Four years ago, that smile was nowhere to be seen when he first opened. He constantly had a furrowed brow, worrying that his dad was right and that nobody was going to want artisan coffee in this town. But look at all the young folk in his shop. He's been smiling like a madman for the past two years. Or what about that shopkeep working at Margaret's Grocery? He's a real mystery to me. All he ever does is sweep the road in front of the shop for the entire time I'm out here. Surely it's clean by now, but there he is, sweeping away. Won't even say a word to me. Nobody notices him, but he can't escape my watchful eye. Just another story to crack. So men and women can come all they want, hooping and hollering at me. But I ain't leaving this spot. This is life, Tyler. The greatest show a man can ask for. You couldn't tear it from my cold, dead hands. You'd be dead, though. What? You'd be dead. You couldn't hold on to life with your cold, dead hands because you had already lost it. Is that all you heard? I just showed you the greatest story our town has to offer, and you care about my metaphor being correct. I was listening. You talked about Miss Nancy making 11 tarts every day, but I know she makes 13. A baker's dozen. You said Bill is worried about his dad, and the truth is his sales were bad at the beginning. It wasn't until he started offering free Wi-Fi that their business picked up. And what about the sweeper? I don't know anything about him. I've never talked to him. You're a strange kid, Tyler. But I guess that's why I like you so much. I thought that this next generation lost the observant type, but it's good to see a fellow soul. I like to hear stories. Me too. People may not like the way that we hear them, but me too. Thank you, Captain Bird, for shedding some light on the modern history of this town. Well, there you have it. Past and present history of Whopperton. If that didn't get you off your seat and ready to buy a crate of candles, then you have no soul. 
Unfortunately, I was hoping to get an entire hour's worth of audio about the rich history of Whopperton, but those two interviews really covered the extensive past and present. I guess I could talk to the witch in the forest to learn a little more about the future of Whopperton, but to be honest, she scares me very much and I'd rather not talk to her. This just goes to show that history does not make for good podcasting content. I'd love to get some more interviews from people around town to wider perspectives on history, but I'm not usually allowed to talk to people. I did look out of one perspective, however, and that's that today is my bi-weekly checkup with Dr. Ramis. He's the lead doctor at Silver River Hospital and has been assigned as my personal physician. I know him very well, and as smart as he is, I think all of his degrees are in medicine and not history. <laughs> well, I guess he knows a lot about one type of history. My medical history. I'm so sorry I tried to joke there and overstep my boundaries. I will make up for it. I can think of no better person to fill time than Dr. Ramis. Hello, Dr. Ramis. Tyler, good to see you. How have these two weeks been? Pretty good. I've mostly been working on candle making. Would you like one? Thank you, but uh, I, I think I have enough. I can make a hospital-scented one. Wouldn't be too hard. Well, I appreciate the offer, but I think the last thing I'd want my house smelling like is the place where I work. I like the smell of the hospital. It's soothing and sterile. I bet you wouldn't like it if you were here all the time. Maybe. I'll make that candle let you know. Okay. So Nurse Rackett said that everything seems to be running smoothly in the physical department? Why are you nervous? What? You came in here nervous. Is it because of the recorder? I, I can turn it off. Uh, no, it's not. I... I'm not nervous. Why do you have a recorder? I'm making a podcast about our town, so people come buy more candles. You're making a podcast? I'm hoping that people will listen to it and want to come to our store. What kind of people? Anyone, really. The whole internet can hear it. That's interesting, Tyler. Do you have any stories about our town history? What? Our town history. It's the theme for the first episode. I thought it'd be a good introduction. I'm... I'm probably not the best person to ask about that. I've only been here for a couple of years. I was brought here because of you, remember? I remember. I was really hoping that you might, though. This turned out to be quicker than I hoped. Listen, why don't I take you to Nurse Racket and she'll get you ready for your CAT scan? Okay. I'll watch your things. You can't bring any electronics with you. I know. I uh, assume this podcast will be lost to the sea of the internet, but in case someone hears this, my name is Dr. Ramus Carden, and I'm the head doctor here at Silver River Hospital in, in Whopperton, Michigan. I was brought here four years ago from the neurology department at Rush Hospital in Chicago uh, when Silver River started sending out complaints about a peculiar patient they had. I was brought in to do a checkup on Tyler and after investigating the complaint, I made a formal request to become Tyler's sole physician. I really hope nobody hears this. Uh, you see, unlike many people's assumptions, Tyler has nothing wrong with him. He has a few oddities here and there that we've noticed from the scans, but otherwise he's a perfectly healthy boy. What makes Tyler so interesting is that he has this, this ability... It's an ability to figure out things even when nobody tells him. Whenever he talks to someone, he can uh, hear what people don't want him to know. 
The first time I came in to test him, I said, Hi, Tyler, I'm a new doctor, and I'm just here to give you a quick checkup. And then he said, without any pause, No, you're the doctor from Rush, who's here to see the weird thing I do. And then he started spouting off things about me that I've never told anyone. It's unexplainable. And back when it was really bad, I had him coming in twice a week. He would tell me everything that was worrying me that day. Things that were just popping into my head at that very moment. He was a loose cannon. We're lucky he's calmed down now. As far as I can tell, the way it works is that when someone thinks of a secret or something they'd like to keep from Tyler during a conversation, he can hear the thought. The town doesn't know. We're good at keeping him inside, but since he's been acting so good, his parents have fought for him to be able to go out on his own more. I guess this podcast is proof of how good of an idea that was. I've been working on Tyler ever since I got here, and I can't for the life of me figure out why he can do this. I worry about him. I worry when I'm around him, and clearly that's starting to show. I guess that's no surprise. If you somehow stumble upon this recording, and I hope with everything that I have that nobody listens to this, Tyler is a good kid. He may know your secrets when he's talking to you, but he always wants to help. He doesn't deserve to be to be poked and prodded or taken from his family to be studied or used. We, we don't need any more slip-ups. Too many people know as it is, and if she... Just, just stop listening. And let Whopperton be. If you want the candles that bad, I think they're opening an online shop. Just leave this alone. I really hope nobody hears this. Well, I really wish I could edit audio. Tune in next week when we'll be talking about vacation destinations around Whopperton. Thank you. Wow, what? What a twist. Almost makes you want to go back and listen to the episode again just to hear when Tyler was using his powers, like in The Usual Suspects or The Prestige or other movie. Tyler Bopp was played by Declan Grogan, who wrote these credits and put his name first. Ted Montgomery was played by Liam Lochran, a writer and director of film. You can see his incredible filmography on his aptly named YouTube channel, Liam Lochran. Captain Burt was played by the impeccable Jimmy Brown. You can see both Jimmy and Declan on their YouTube channel, Top Numbers, or their podcast about strange internet communities, The Buried Podcast. Dr. Ramis was played by Gabe Crute, an actor, magician, and not a doctor, but he does offer memory training and consultation for individuals and companies. You can learn more on his website, gabrielcrute.com. You can also listen to his podcast, Tink Thank, a show where three friends talk about pieces of media and relate them to themes ranging from beans to the rules of the universe. My Town is written, produced, and edited by Declan Grogan. Music by Emmett Hoosman. You can find more of Emmett's music at emmetthoosman.com. Make sure to give My Town a great rating so Apple will know we've been a good little podcast and deserve to be promoted. See you next week, and good night.